Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to your tech report. Our next guest is a country manager for Audible in Canada. Georgia Knox, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. Thanks, Mark. Great to be here and with your listeners as well. Now, the original premise for us having this conversation was a really cool announcement about Dolby Atmos support on Audible. But because I have you here, I wanted to start a little bit earlier on because... For those who don't know what Audible is, I mean, I guess at the core, you're a platform that provide audiobooks to people who, you know, don't want to sit there and read the books. But is that where things started at Audible? I will say, I don't necessarily think it's for people that don't want to read the books. I think it's for people that want to read more books. I like that. I like that approach way better than me. Okay, fine. Okay. (laughs) More books and other forms of premium storytelling, right? So Audible, absolutely that original premise, been around for over 20 years, primarily grounded in that audiobook experience. Experience. But but over that time and ever since our launch um, for Canada over five years ago, it's really evolved into premium storytelling that spans formats, audiobooks, uh, podcasts, and, and in particular, Audible Originals, which is kind of like the epitome of that that uh, rich audio t- storytelling experience. Well, and you're, you're leading me down the perfect path here because I wanted to talk about a little bit of that history because, you know, prior to launching in Canada five years ago, obviously Audible was available in other countries in the U.S. I'm curious what that process is like. Like when you enter a new market, obviously, especially in Canada, there's a language issue. So you need to make sure you have content available in French. But is there attention paid to making sure there's content from Canadian authors and, and storytelling that comes from a more local scene? Is that something that comes into play when you launch into a new market like that? Absolutely. And I would actually say that was one of the primary drivers for the Canadian launch full stop. Um, we had, a, you know, a significant number of Canadian customers on the kind of audible.com primary primary site and a real motiv- motivator for us was to um, service those customers even more so with Canadian stories created by Canadians for Canadians, but then also being able to share those with our millions of customers around the world. So we paid great attention to kind of the great opportunities for storytelling across, to your point, English and friends across the country, not only developing that, but also how we put that together, package it, and then kind of share it with our customers. I find it super, I find this whole this whole segment of the market super intriguing because, you know, if an author is putting out their, their works um, to, to go down the path of creating an audio version of it, it's, it's not a small commitment, right? It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of energy. It takes money. And I know that y- you guys having obviously the backing of Amazon, um, there's a whole portion of the company that focuses on creating audiobooks in the first place. Do you find that authors welcome this and embrace it or they look at it as a, as a I mean, as some people don't even do it, but is it something that's difficult for someone to embark on or is it something that you think they embrace? I would, I would say embrace. Um, it, it, it's a totally new and enhanced way to experience storytelling and that's really our, our MO. Um, it's another way to gate those great stories out um, and totally complementary to the, to the reading experience. So, so you have options, right? You can read, you can listen, yeah. you can do both. Um, and something like Dolby shows us as well. It's not just listening to that um, straight narration. So probably that traditional concept of, 
a person gets behind a microphone and straight reads out that book. But now we have multicast productions. We have sound effects. Uh, we have live audio. We have so so many things that really enhance that experience and are tools for our creators to use to get those great stories um, out to their audiences. So so talk to me about, other than obviously the addition of the sound effects and the, and the sound design that goes into something, which I'm, of course, very familiar with, having a background in broadcasting, what does Dolby Atmos bring other than enhancing that experience? Is it really just about immersing people into the public work and into the into the works more than they were before yeah absolutely so like Dolby Atmos it really is like an immersive cinematic kind of listening experiences in spatial sound and you might say to me so like what's spatial sound <laughs> and that's really kind of this like multi-dimensional concept so there's layers of audio that are kind of put it put, put over each other there's a dimensionality to the experience and it really enables listeners to go on a, a deeper journey so I kind of like to say, think of it as 3D audio. You, you feel like you're part of yeah. the story. You're, it's, there's stuff happening in front of you, to your left, to your right, behind you, and it really um, engrosses, engrosses that listener. Um, so, you know, say, for example, I, I spoke about our original content. Um, one of the pieces of content we have available in Dolby Atmos is uh, one of our sleep sound productions with Noah Reid, uh, one of our, you know, favourite uh, Canadian performers, and it's really like a soundscape piece of content where you hear his voice but all of that additional kind of sound effects that are kind of lulling you into that kind of comfort and that sense of sleep are really all going around you for that kind of like warmth, you know, going to bed feel. You, you, I mean, you nailed it there. And, and one of the interesting byproducts of all this is that it's suddenly making the art form of a book more accessible to an audience that also may not be able to read um, people with disabilities. It's, it's your, your, it's the byproduct because I, I also produce a show, host a show all about tech and accessibility. And we talk about how this is one of the, although it wasn't intended for accessibility in the first place, it's an incredible byproduct. So suddenly someone who can't read anymore or wasn't able to read, or maybe can't read anymore can now feel and experience a book almost exactly like you said, like a cinematic experience. Um, th this launch, um, there, there were 40 titles chosen. How do you even go about selecting titles for something like this? That, that can't be an easy process. Yeah, and it's just a starting point as well. So we are adding, we are adding, adding to that catalog. But I think the, the first 40, the first 40 plus was a range of formats of, of the Audible original content that we produced that we really felt was conducive to this experience. So things like kids content. Uh, multicast performances, uh, soundscapes like I spoke to with like, like regards to sleep sound, sci-fi, live performance. So, um, you know, a couple of other examples are The Sandman, which is one of our big global franchises, kind of Act 3 we've now made available in Dolby. So you get that real benefit of the sound effects and, and all of the different characters and that conversation going on around you. Um, so that was that was kind of the, the starting point. And as we're looking at the content we're producing globally, as well as across Canada going forwards. We're looking for, for content kind of in those areas that we can continue to enhance with Dolby. What's that experience been like in creating that content? Have you found creators embracing it? Have they, minds been blown? I mean, some people, I think, even though we can sit here and describe it all we want, you have to experience Atmos technology to really understand what you're bringing to the table here. What was that experience like working with the content creators? It's still pretty early days, but I would say excitement at... Um, 
this new enhanced kind of suite of tools available in terms of um, audio is such, it's such a dynamic and evolving space. Uh, and it has been that way. I mean, we've been at the front of it for 20 years, the last five, 10 years, we've really seen this uptake. And I feel like we're still at the forefront of really new and exciting things for our creators to work with. Um, and this is one of those. Uh, so I think it starts to open up a whole new world in terms of how these stories can be shared. So it's not just the what anymore. I think it used to be like, what can come out in audio? Um, now it's the how. How can I share that? How can I share that in a new, innovative, interesting way? Um, and Dolby's at the forefront of that. Um, so, so, you know, are you have you noticed um, people reaching out to you saying, hey, how do we how do we get our content? Well, can we can we get in the running? Is that something that you've seen people come to you now towards and saying, can we work with you on Dolby Atmos? Um, I think we've had great initial enthusiasm towards it um, and in terms of the conversations that we have with the creator community across Canada, with our creator communities across the world, it's something that's now kind of part of that dialogue. Um, but like as I said earlier, we're still quite early days and so I think to your point it's encouraging our listeners as well as our creators to start to experience the possibilities that yeah. this technology yeah. opens up and we only expect it to kind of continue to be more of the conversation going forward. Uh, absolutely. So I think people are going to truly eat this up when they start listening to it and they start experiencing it. And I think that it also helps that the technology is now there where you can experience Dolby Atmos in just your headphones, right? These things are things that have enabled this at this point in time to be experienced by anybody who really has a set of headphones that are that that have that 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 technology at hand, which is incredible timing for it. Um, you, you guys as a company, um, Audible work on, on so many incredible things, whether it's on the Canadian forefront, there's a, a, a whole uh, side of you guys called the, uh, the Indigenous Writers Circle. And I wanted to bring it up because I wanted to understand more about what this initiative is about and who it's targeted at. Yeah, the Indigenous Writers Circle is, is uh, an initiative very close to my heart. Um, and I think Audible as a company really um, stands to the fact that a company can mean more than what it does. Um, and the Indigenous Writer Circle is our kind of like Canadian kind of foundations of that. So we really wanted to look for a way that we could leverage our networks, our expertise, our resources in content creation and in storytelling to um, uplift the voices of communities around Canada and particularly those in First Nations, Inuit and Métis communities. Um, so the Indigenous Writer Circle is a six-month uh, mentorship and workshop program where this year, it's our third year, we're pairing uh, eight mentors with 24 participants yeah. um, over kind of 12 workshops and multiple mentoring opportunities and a variety of other um, opportunities to get together uh, as a community to uh, develop and share and create storytelling. And I think what the most important uh, a key thing about this is it can be in any format. So obviously at the core of what we do is audio, but we just want to get great stories out there and uplift our communities along the way. And that's what the Indigenous Writers Circle is all about. That's amazing. It's an amazing initiative and, and tying all the resources that you have at your disposal, including, for example, Dolby Atmos. I mean, it really does give exposure to uh, it's just an amazing initiative across the board. So so where do you, where do you go from here? Like this is it's such an interesting it, Audible is such an interesting world because, you know, everybody talks about video, 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 but really at the at the heart of every piece of storytelling is audio. You know, they all, in my business, in the radio business, in the broadcast world, we always said your video could be crap, but, but as, as long as your audio is good, it almost makes up for it. You're in an audio only space in a world where audio only spaces are few and far between, but 
it makes total sense to be there. So where do you go from here? Where do you see the company in five years from now? Obviously, the Dolby Atmos catalog will grow, et cetera, et cetera. But how do you maintain that imprint, that local feel when you're in a country like Canada? How do you do that? How do you maintain that? Yeah, I think a quarter all of this is not losing sight of that kind of like key driver for our launch, right? Telling great Canadian stories across Canada and to our broader listeners, millions across the world. So that has to be at the heart of what we do and where we see things going in Canada. Um, to that end, I think, you know, the, the continued creation of our Audible original content in French and English and serving those customers in a way that is, um, we take their feedback on board, right? We're in a very privileged position to be able to be distributing great content, but then also like using those insights to be able to make sure we're creating the best content that our customers want. That is at the core of everything that we do. And I think that's our motivator going forward. And you're exactly right, whether it's like, technological evolution that then like you know is overlaid with that whether it's uh programs and initiatives like the indigenous writers circle being complementary to that um all of that continuing to drive towards creating great content that our customers want is 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 the kind of core to our future um of course we're always looking for broader um you know keeping up trends with what's going on with the broader content you know, yeah. uh, environment overall, be that video, uh, you know, be that live performance, be that music. Um, we're, we're continuing to keep our finger on, on the pulse with all of those latest trends to make sure that kind of audio is kind of at the forefront of our, our customers' minds. Um, our biggest competitor, we think, is time. Uh, and so, you know, how do we continue to be the champion of the audio space, which we've been doing for 20 years and we, we hope to, we, you know, we'll be doing for 20 plus years more. Well, I think you will be, and I, and I applaud all, everything you guys are doing because it's an, it's an amazing space um, for, for all the reasons we discussed, whether it's inclusivity, whether it's accessibility, or whether it's just making sure that people can consume content in a way that just meets their efforts. I mean, I, I listen to audiobooks all the time just because I don't have I, I don't have the patience to read. And I you know that's just one use case. There are people that, as you said, it just enhances the experience. Uh, my daughter loves listening to audiobooks, and she's in the 11-year-old range. She's really getting into it, and uh, we're she's constantly discovering new things through that that she wasn't able to discover by just going to the bookstore around the corner anymore. It's a very different in landscape we live around there. And it's so cool to see how it really does transcend this entire, you know, everybody, absolutely everybody, regardless of age, ability, disability. It's, it's amazing to see. No, it, it really is. And I think we're, um, what was once conceived of as this very kind of like intimate, individualized audio listening experience has real kind, really kind of opened up to be um, such a celebrated uh, and like widely enjoyed medium. And it's like, it's so exciting to be a part of that. That is Audible's country manager, Georgia Docs, here in your tech report. Thank you for being with us. Of course, check out audible.com or .ca today and you could sign up and listen to an audiobook or maybe a podcast or experience some Dolby fun. This is your tech report. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. Do, did, Will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast, and NBC Sports. 
Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice in the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holawati from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. 